Open your Bibles, if you would, to look at Matthew chapter 6. This morning, I'm going to speak on the subject of true treasure. On Easter Sunday in 1976, there was a lady in West Palm Beach by the name of Bertha Adams. She was found dead on that Easter Sunday morning in her home when she was 71 years old. The coroner said that uh, the cause of the death was malnutrition. After losing weight down to 50 pounds, she could not survive any longer. The authorities made an investigation into her home and found that she was living in virtually a pig pen. One veteran investigation said it's the worst he'd ever seen. Bertha baked for food from her neighbors. She had, had gotten her clothes from the Salvation Army. For all appearances, she died a penniless beggar. A pitiful and forgotten widow. But that was not the case. The investigators found two keys to the safe deposit boxes. The first box had over 700 AT&T stock certificates. Plus hundreds of other notes and bonds and other financial securities. Not to mention over $200,000 in cash. The other one didn't have any certificates, but it had cash, $600,000. Bertha Adams was a multimillionaire and then some, but she died of starvation. Bertha's story serves as a warning of the lethal dangers of materialism. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6 this morning, and today we're going to continue in our study of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus teaches us in this sermon what our attitude ought to be concerning materialism. Uh, we are, are a materialistic society. Amen. 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 We're a materialistic society. Uh, I've got it. You've got it. We've been brought up in a society of materialism. Uh, we can see it in all of our lives. Jesus said something about materialism. Please stand this morning for the reading of the Word of God in Matthew chapter 6, starting with verse number 19. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings that are that you bestowed on us. Dear Lord, we're thankful for the visitors that have made it to our services today. Dear Lord, I just pray that uh, they'll be receiving a blessing for having been here, and we've been blessed by them being here, and we're so thankful for it. Dear Lord, we just pray that you would just be with us as we go through this message, this text, 
Help us, dear Lord, to analyze ourselves, our, our priorities, to analyze where our heart is. And help us, dear Lord, to see the changes that we need to make in our lives, that we might live a life that would be God-honoring. Help us to live a life that will be focused on the kingdom of God instead of the things that are around us. Help us, dear Lord, to, to know the, the love that you have for us in, in this life, dear Lord. And, and I pray if there's some, some of that will, uh, that are not saved here today that they'll realize their need for salvation and accept you before it's everlasting too late. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us and what you will do for us. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. From the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has taught us that the, citizen, uh, 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 that the citizens of the kingdom of God are radically different than everybody else in the world. Because the citizens of the kingdom of God uh, are not about themselves. They are not about their rights, not about their preferences. Instead, the citizens of the kingdom of God are all about the kingdom of God. Uh, everything we do revolves around the kingdom of God. Every sentence we speak involves the kingdom of God. Every move we make is for advancing the kingdom of God. Jesus gave us this verse. Uh, uh, everything else in this in the Sermon on the Mount wrote uh, is revolves around, centers around, and that's back in Matthew chapter five and verse twenty. It says, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus is teaching us that if you, you've got to have a righteousness, and it must be more than conforming to an outward law, you've got to have a righteousness that does not come through baptism. It doesn't come through church membership. The righteousness that gets you into the kingdom of God, it is an imputed Righteousness, a righteousness put in you by the righteous one, Jesus Christ. And when his righteousness is put in you, you are forever righteous. You are righteous regardless of how you feel. You are righteous regardless of what the, the devil says about you. Or what your wife says about you. Jesus tells us, you've got this righteousness. Now work this righteousness out. Let others see the righteousness that he's put in you. I want to tell you that when you work out the righteousness that God has put in you, you will not have a problem with materialism. When you become self-righteous, you will become materialistic. When you become consumed with outward appearances, what others think about you, when you become concerned about keeping up, uh, and measuring up and gaining approval and affirmation from other people, then you become materialistic. What are the side effects? What are the negatives when you become consumed with the kingdom of God? There are no bad satisfacts when you become consumed with the kingdom of God. It is all good when you're focused on the kingdom. Jesus said, here is the characteristics of my disciples. They are not stingy. They are not materialistic. Verse number 19 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. The wording in the original literally means, Stop laying up for yourselves treasures on earth. There were those that were there when Jesus was teaching this, 
and they were guilty of laying up for themselves treasures on earth. It was like a typical Sunday morning in a, in a typical Baptist church uh, in the South here. Uh, when, we, when we gather together, we sing our songs, we, we pray our prayers, we give our offerings, but don't say anything about materialism. Uh, Jesus wouldn't be welcome, welcome in some pulpits because Jesus had a lot to say about materialism. Jesus would say to us, don't make a living at the expense of making life. Don't worry about making a living if it's going to cost you making a life. Uh, there's a difference in the two. It's one thing to make a living, but it's another to make a life. Let me ask you this. Do you work as hard at making a life as you do at making a living? This past week, do you think you spent more time making a life or making a living? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, preacher, I've got to make a living. Do you? Really? If that is your mentality, that is your problem. That is your problem. You are operating on the assumption that you've got to and, and what I'm telling you is we are not here uh, to, on earth to make a living. We are here to make a life. And the life that honors God. Uh, there, there's an imperative uh, in, in his usage in these words. And he's, he's saying, stop laying up treasures for yourselves on earth. Are you guilty? Are, are, are you consumed with the things of this world? With gadgets and gizmos and things that have buttons and bells on it. We've got to have the latest, the greatest of everything. How does that saying go? It, it says uh, we buy things we don't need with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. <laughs> That's what's going on. We don't need it. We, we'll, we'll never use it, but we sure do have it. We were in Romania preparing to buy a, a, a car. We had a Ford Focus and needed to upgrade our car, so I shopped around and I found a fuel-efficient Ford Fiesta. The guy at the car wash said, uh, you don't want a Fiesta. It's smaller. It, 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 it's, it's more for a woman to drive. You know, it's, it's, I know it's all cute and everything, and, and my wife, she selected the color of the car, and the dealership called it Squeeze, and, she affectionately called it bug gut green. <laughs> anyway, the man at the car wash tried to sway me and tell me to get a bigger car because it was more manly. But it was just the two of us uh, at the time. Well, you know, uh, he asked, well, what, what about when you go on vacation? Where are you going to put your baggage? And I said, well, in the three seats in the back in the cargo area, I think we'll have room. I mean, I don't need to buy a bigger car so that I have room for two weeks out of the year. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, we do uh, do st stupid things like that. Uh, we make those kind of decisions. You know why? It's so deceiving. It's, it, it draws us into uh, materialism. It happens without us even realizing. It's on sale. You'll never see it at this price again. It's sneaky. It's, 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 it's so pretty. 
And before you know it, we are caught by the trap of materialism. We shake our head, heads and say, how in the world? How? How did this happen? This is not what I wanted. I wanted to live a simple life. I wanted to live an easy life. I, a life that is uh, uh, wrapped up in the kingdom of God. Uh, not the trinkets of this world. And here we are. You know what we do as individuals, as churches? We get so in debt. When a ministry opportunity comes along, we can't do anything about it. Because we ain't got enough money. It's a sin before God for a church or an individual, uh, uh, individual Christian to be so in debt that you can't rise up and meet a ministry need when it comes. Here's how you can be ready every time. Here's an opportunity to plant a church. Here's an opportunity to, to help a family. Here's an opportunity for outreach. I want you to know how to be ready for these opportunities. That, that, that is to be delivered from materialism. Jesus said, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth. Then he gives us the reason why. Here is the reason why it is foolish to lay up treasures in earth. He says, where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Can anyone argue with that? Uh, one of the things that a man could do in, in, in the first century is an investment, as an investment, is to buy clothes. Uh, do you remember Achan in the book of Joshua? Uh, he stole uh, not only silver and gold when they went into Jericho, uh, but he also stole a Babylonian garment. Why? Because it had value. It was worth something. Clothes had value. So you would, you would invest in clothes. No doubt these Pharisees that were listening in earshot uh, of Jesus were wearing some of these expensive clothes. You could sell these garments and it was a good investment. But the moths will eat those garments. Or you can invest in gold and you can bury your gold. Jesus told a parable of, of the treasures buried in the field. Jesus uses the word rust. He, he, the word means uh, rust. Uh, but it has the idea to eat away. And the picture seems to be not the process of rust on steel, but the picture seems to be of worms eating away at corn or some other grain. Jesus is saying whether you invest your, your money in clothes or you bury it in the field or you buy corn and store it up, there, there's a thief somewhere around. There's a moth that is just waiting. There are worms. There are mice. That's, that is going to eat up the grain that's in your barn. Jesus is telling us something here. And it's not just business, good business advice. What Jesus is telling us is good spiritual advice. There are no safe investments on earth. Amen. There are some that worry over the stock market. It goes up and it goes down and I've felt the blow of it going down. There are some that have real estate. Real estate is a sure thing, they say, till a flood comes your way or a sinkhole develops under your bedroom. Why are we surprised that things don't work out? Jesus is telling us that there isn't anything that is safe on this earth. None of it. Jesus is saying, don't plan. Uh, Jesus is not saying, don't plan for the future. 
There are several references to that in the book of Proverbs. He's not saying not to save for the future. He's not saying not to save. He's just saying that it should not be what consumes us. So Jesus gives us an alternative. There is a treasure in heaven that is greater than any earthly treasure. Verse number 20 says, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Now here's the best thing about this verse. Pay attention here. Jesus says there are, there are treasures on this earth that are, that are not safe. Instead, he tells us that we should lay up treasures in heaven. Those treasures are safe in heaven. He didn't tell us what they were. What are they? If I'm supposed to do it, maybe I would do it if I knew what it was. What is this, this heavenly treasure? How do I lay it up? How do are, are we gonna go, going to do it if we don't even know what it is? Don't lay up treasures in earth, but lay up treasures in heaven. Do you suppose, do you suppose that in the context of this verse, he is talking about everything he has just mentioned in this Sermon on the Mount? I mean, to consider the text contextually, that when you are a peacemaker, you are laying up treasure in heaven. When you are extending mercy, that you are laying up treasure in heaven. When you go to a second mile with someone who has offended you and hurt you, you are laying up treasure in heaven. Do you think that, that when you're praying for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, you are laying up treasure in heaven? Do you think when Jesus said we are to forgive as we have been forgiven, we are laying up treasure in heaven? I suspect that when we obey we carry out what our Lord tells us that we are laying up treasure in heaven. We are being salt and light. We are laying up treasure in heaven. Just being a Christian, living out the principles of the Christian life is laying up treasures in heaven. So Jesus said, you have, you have, here's your options. You could run yourself ragged. And lose your soul by laying up treasures on earth. But they won't last. Or you can invest in what really matters. That's spiritual things. That's eternal things. What do you have right now in your possession that can't be eaten with termites? Or destroyed by fire? Or water? Or tornado? Or a hurricane? Thieves won't steal it. What do you have? What do you have that can't be lost? What do you have that in 100 years from now, come hell or high water, I'll still have it? What do you have? Let me tell you something. If what you have is not Jesus, then you have nothing. Then in verse 21, he said, he gives us the application of what he has said. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And we know that the heart is not the blood pump in our chest. The word heart here is used to speak of the totality of a person. So now let's apply this. 
Where your treasure is, there's where your heart will be. If your treasure is on earth, where's your heart going to be? It's going to be on earth. But if you lose every treasure on earth, what's going to happen to your heart? You lose it all, right? But if you lay your treasures up in heaven, that is what you focus on. That is your passion. That is your desire. That's your heart. You are laying up treasures in heaven. What can happen to your heart then? In Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. The stock market can crash. This world could be destroyed by a nuclear holocaust. But my soul, my heart is safe and secure in Jesus Christ. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Then it down in verse number 22, Jesus uses three different metaphors to describe this particular uh, point. The first metaphor is the metaphor of the treasure. Uh, the second metaphor is a metaphor of the light. And, and, and the, it says the light of the body is the eye. And the ancients believed that light entered the body through the eye. And therefore, if the eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. But if the eye be evil, the whole, the whole, bi, the whole body shall be full of uh, wickedness, uh, full of darkness. And, and therefore, the light that is in the, the darkness, how great is that darkness, uh, no verses in the Sermon on the Mount have been more debated than these two verses. The commentaries don't agree with each other. Uh, if that I be single, uh, let's just keep this thing in context. It seems that our Lord is saying if, I, if our eyes are single, our focus, our vision is on Jesus and his kingdom. It, it is on heavenly treasures. Then we will have a single focus and a good eye. But if we try to focus on the uh, if, if try to focus on the eternal and focus uh, uh, on the materialism, we we will have a clouded vision. We we can't look at Jesus and look at the world. Uh, we can't do both at the same time. Uh, you could be spiritual, or you could be physical, but you can't be both at the same time. And you can be consumed with the kingdom of, of God or with yourself. Uh, but you can't be both. Uh, there's a word that's used to describe someone who tries to do both. You know the word. Monday, Monday through Saturday, that he is focused on the world. And on Sunday, he smiles ear to ear, and sings to praises to God on Sunday morning. And he has a focus on Jesus on Sunday. And the rest of the week, he's focused on, on the almighty dollar. The rest of the week, he's focused on his wants and his needs. You know what that word is that is used to describe that person? You can help me if you want. You hear it? Hypocrite. That's it. That's it. That, that's what he is. All during the week, he's focused on himself. He's focused on material things. And on Sunday, he wants to focus on Jesus. Who do you think you're fooling? You haven't fooled God. You haven't pulled the wool over God's eyes. God sees and God knows. 
Then there's the third metaphor. The, uh, there, not only was the metaphor of the treasure and the metaphor of the light, but he also uses the metaphor of a servant. No man can serve two masters. Now, uh, through the years, many have gotten this verse, uh, had given different analysis of this. And some, some say this means you can't have two jobs. Uh, that's just nuts. Uh, I mean, that's a theological term for that's just nuts. Uh, servanthood in the first century was vastly different than what an employer is today. It was impossible for a man to have two masters. It was not that he could have a master from Monday through Friday and another master over the weekend. No, it was all or nothing. It was never, I'm going to be a part-time slave. You're going to be, you're going to be a what? A part-time slave? It would never happen. It was impossible. Jesus says to a crowd of people that understands the rules of servanthood. Jesus, uh, Jesus explains this. This is, this is, uh, it's either all or nothing. You can't serve two masters. You'll love one and hate the other. And I'm speaking to some today that your soul is turning every which way inside of you. Right now you are miserable and probably not too fond of the preacher. Because you want to argue with what Jesus said and say, I can do both. I can love God and love material things. I want to argue with what Jesus says. I can live that way if I want from Monday to Saturday and and then come and have a serious worship uh, service on Sunday. You are only fooling yourselves. Jesus is telling the truth. And you can't do both. Look at verse number 24. He says, no man. That means everyone. I can't. You can't. Nobody can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. It's an interesting word he uses for mammon. The word mammon uh, involves financial things, uh, but it's broader than just money. It, it, the broader sense of the word means possessions of any kind. You cannot serve God and possessions of any kind. Uh, Jesus is going to be Lord over every area of your life, or he won't be Lord at all. He'll be your Lord on Monday, or he won't be your Lord on Sunday. <laughs> Jesus acknowledges that we live in a materialistic world. You have, you have to have money to get by. But you understand that life is about more than just money. I heard about a miser, an old miser that was on his deathbed. He called his doctor and his lawyer and his preacher to his bedside. When they got there, he handed, he handed each of them an envelope. He said, inside each of these envelopes, there is $30,000 cash. When I die, as they are lowering my body into the grave, I want each of you to throw that envelope into the grave with me. So he died. Well, the, doctor, the, the lawyer, the doctor, and the preacher came to the cemetery, and as they lowered the casket into the grave, they each threw their envelope into the grave. Well, the preacher said, I, I can't live with myself. I've got to tell you what I did. He said, there, there was a building program, and I kept back $10,000 cash and put $20,000 in the envelope and put it in the grave. 
The doctor says, well, if you're going to be honest, you're going to be, be honest, as I'm going to be honest too. He says, I, I'm trying to build a new clinic. And so I held out 20000 put 10000 in the envelope and put it in the, in the grave. The lawyer says, I'm disappointed with you both. He says, I wrote a check for the full amount and put it in there. <laughs> All of us, Young or old, men or women, teenagers, we are all susceptible to put the wrong emphasis on materialistic things. We are all capable of losing our focus, taking our eyes off Jesus, and putting our focus on things, on stuff, and junk. There may be some here today who are without Christ and all you see is the world. All you see is the stuff. I want to tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Don't lose your soul. Don't lose your soul over stuff, junk, Things that will not last. Come to Jesus. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive eternal life. When you have eternal life, you have a life that never, never ends. You have a life that never loses value. Would you come to Jesus this morning? I want us to stand as our musicians come and get ready for an invitation. We want to give you an opportunity to respond to God's call in your life. Some of you listen to me week after week knowing that God wants you to make a decision and you just stand there never willing to give up and let God do something in your life. I'm asking you to come today do what God is speaking to your heart about right now. Whatever it is. You make the first step. The second one will come easy. What are your priorities today? Is it the Lord? Is it our stuff? God's pleading with us today to let go of the world and hold on to Him. Won't you come to Him today? Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the riches that you bestowed upon us, the eternal riches that moth and rust does not corrupt, thieves cannot steal. Dear Lord, I just pray that we would just listen to your message, your own Sermon on the Mount, and all the aspects and all the, the principles that you have put forth in these things. And as we obey those principles, we know that we're storing up treasures in heaven. Lord, that it will be great when we get there to be with you. Dear Lord, there are some here that may not be saved. They've never realized the wealth that they receive by receiving you as their Savior. They're living day by day, week by week, trying to keep up with everyone else trying to keep up with society, focused on 
making more, buying more, having more, and not thinking about you or not thinking about heavenly things. Dear Lord, I just pray that you would just help us. Help us to keep our focus on the right thing. Help us to focus on your kingdom. Help us to, to focus on you in our lives so that we might spend our lives to bring you honor and glory. Not to line up our closets and our spare rooms with stuff. Thank you, Lord, for what you do for us. Thank you for what you're going to do. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.